Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. This is episode 76. I am Josh Roop. With me, my co-captain, as always, Scott Larson. And Scott, we just wrapped up an awesome recording session with Triple Drain, and we figured, why not? We It's early for us. It was like midnight for them, but we figured, why not we jump on and, and kind of give some of our thoughts? Hey, and this, is bo- this is bonus time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Actually, is- ironically, I didn't realize how early it was. Um, I... <laughs> I, I actually got up at five this morning. <laughs> ah, well, you said so, you're mentally running on fumes. Like, well, he must have worked early this morning or something. Well, because I worked overnight, but I was very lucky in that uh, unusual. But I I finished up early and I got to bed around eleven o'clock, and then I didn't get a call to go back until five. So I actually got six hours. So um, nice. Actually, that's pretty good. <laughs> so you know, it's been a while since we've been on and even just talking news or anything like that. Last episode, we did the Christmas episode, which, by the way, thank you for everyone that that uh, reached out. They said they appreciated the show. Um, we had a really amazing response to it. I didn't realize we'd have so many people reaching out. Uh, even people loved the music. I thought that the, the punk Christmas music might not oh, strike I, yeah, it's, it's funny. But there was a lot of people that loved it and even knew the songs. I was like, oh, wow, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had... You know, we've heard the ru- the rush rumor for a little bit now, mm-hmm. and then we had an announcement, and now it looks like rush is a reality. And we haven't even talked; we didn't even really talk rumors because last time we talked was like the beginning of December. Well, we've talked about about it, and we've speculated. I think appropriately that uh, it was in line for Borg. Um, we didn't know, uh, so I, I think that seemed to be more of confirmed more than rumors. Yeah. Um, we didn't know anything about the art. We didn't know anything about the code yeah. and we didn't know anything about the layout. We, um, I hadn't seen any leaked pictures or anything like that. And so it was, it was fun to speculate, but yes, the, the, the owl is out of the bag. It definitely is rush. And, and if you want one of these rushes, um, you, and you're not on the list get in, now Get in line. Yeah. Get you, in line. Yeah, it yeah. is time. And we recommend Zach many and Nicole many with flipping out pinball. They do all of our stuff. We appreciate everything they uh, do for us. You were having a heck of a time finding an LE, right, Scott? I I was. I actually had resigned to just get a premium. Um, I had asked around a little bit, and I wasn't super interested in in buying an um, a marked up one. Yeah. So I I felt that you know what I could get a uh, I could get a premium and I could make it good enough. Um, however, when I saw the reveal, I said, ah. Oh, I, I really want a, a Nelly if I can find one. And so I actually posted a little bit and I had asked Zach a while ago and he said, you know what? You're outside the list, but you know, there is a list. And so, uh, and I said, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll just get a premium and give me all the, all the mods and I'll do my best on it. And he messaged me apparently uh, someone decided not to get theirs. And so I bought my Le from Zach and called mini. And I also nice. at flipping out pinball. And uh, so uh, money's off and I got my first insider kit today uh, awesome. that I bought. I ordered from them too. So I can't figure out which game I want to put it on yet. So uh, that will be interesting to see. Uh, and, you know, maybe there's some suggestions out there, but um, Zach has always, uh, has always been very good to us. And so we highly recommend uh, him and Nicole yes. and uh, for your pinball needs. And, Remember, if you want something, please let them know, because there is a, there is a waiting list for most things. Yep. They can get almost anything you want, but just realize that 
you should, uh, it's in your best interest to tell them what you want. Yes. Well, and um, I was listening to final round today and Jeff and Martin had made an excellent point that I guess I really hadn't processed yet, but you know, a lot of people complain about wait times in the pinball industry. It's not just the pinball industry. Uh, you know, they everything. were talking about like, yeah, everything. If it has a computer chip in it, you're everything. waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Someone said they, uh, Bruce Nightingale and his wife were waiting on like a bed frame because it had a special feature to it. We it's- went to buy a bed. We went to buy a bed for my daughter today and we were at Costco and we asked them, they said, well, this is the time furniture. So just in case you're wondering, Costco has seasons just like anything else. And uh, January is the furniture season in Costco. Yep. Uh, so we, I, I actually forgot that, but I went there and, <laughs> and uh, so we were looking at the mattresses and they said, actually, we usually have them here and you can try them out, but because of the shipping shortages. So yeah, the shipping things, are, it's a real thing. And I'm kind of bummed. I, uh, so my, uh, my golden girls, um, hobby is uh, buying, uh, um, ornaments like Christmas tree ornaments from Hallmark and they're usually super nerdy. So, uh, I got some star Wars ones and Harry Potter ones, but I ordered two and they didn't come in. So I don't even know if I'm going to get those. So we'll see. You'll get them in July when you want yeah, to exactly. Christmas again. Yeah. No, it's fine. Actually, we didn't even, because of my wife's shoulder surgery, we didn't ever decorate the tree (laughs) we put it up but we didn't actually decorate it so anyway so i I gotta ask you it was announced last friday it was teaser trailer time which we all know that stern always puts out some kind of small teaser tuesday let's know that it was a theme well it wasn't tuesday no it was friday last week where they showed just the owl video oh Owl going through the snow and then rush boom right and then tuesday was the actual reveal of the game um it's funny because I've been so on the fence of how this was going to be received. We've talked about the winter curse, you know, January time, winter time, first quarter always seems to have a rough time moving units. Uh, so I didn't know how this would go. Rush itself, uh, they are fantastic musicians. I will give them all the credit. Even, I was joking with you yesterday that uh, Neil Pert, uh, God rest his soul, passed away a couple years ago. Uh, was the Josh Sharp of drumming because he's a fantastic <laughs> drummer, but he's always in second place. Uh, the man, beat. Jason Bonham. Oh my goodness. Or or Buddy Rich. And so yeah, yeah. okay. But Buddy Rich, you could actually you could actually go with Buddy Rich because yeah. um, Neil Peart did a tribute album called Burning for Buddy. Yep. And so he actually is. Uh, yeah, he has the ability to do that. But yeah, anyway. But being great musicians doesn't always translate into a great pinball machine. Right. And so that's that's always my concern. I mean, Led Zeppelin is arguably one of the best bands that have ever existed. And we know how that pinball machine turned out. Not for the lack of trying. You know, after after everything's come, out, come to light, it sounds like it was more of a licensing issue and more jumping through hoops than it was anything else at that point. Yeah, and, uh, and it's challenging too because... It depends on yeah how involved the band is or yes. lack of involvement or how cooperative or how uncooperative. And I, and by the way, we don't have any huge inside information on Zeppelin, but it it does seem to be that they weren't. Uh, I, I guess the take home message is it wasn't as open to them as you would like to have for a creative pin. Yes, right. Well, and I made this point on Triple Drain. You know, it's. It's easier to make a pin 
and put more depth into it when you have, like with Rush, you had Getty Lee, you had Alex Lifeson on board. They were there in the recording room. They have all the rights to their own music. It was not hard for them just to say, do this, do that. They, they checked off. Where in Led Zeppelin's case, you have people that passed away, you have estates, you have four, five, six hoops to jump through, and it makes it a lot more rough. You're spending more time jumping through hoops than you are working on the game. I would so. speculate, too, that I bet the license was more expensive. And I, 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 I I'm, just, I'm just guessing because I mean, Led yeah. Zeppelin, okay, I love Rush, but Led Zeppelin is a different level. It's a different level of of popularity and ultimately popularity means more expensive. I mean, we all know that the Beatles license was the most expensive they'd had to that point. Yep. So to wrap this back, um, I was nervous that rush wasn't going to be received well. And, and being, there's a lot of chatter on Facebook. There's a lot of chatter on pin side. People, the, the squeaky wheel seems to always direct the course of the way the cart's going. Right. And it's making me nervous that people are, uh, they're, they're being loud but it seems like this thing's come out and people are very pleased. Well, most people, you look on Facebook mm -hmm. and Pinside, mm -hmm. yeah. not so much, but there's got to be something right when this game's pretty much sold out their first couple runs and we're looking three, four runs down the road already on Rush. Yes. And the LEs were pretty much gone before they was even announced. They, they were gone. So basically, yeah. I mean, uh, sadly, the, the okay it's a blessing and a curse right because you want something that you're interested in to be popular yep. you want it to be succeeding i mean you don't want to be like um okay i've i've said it before uh watch if you want to know a, a documentary that's super interesting and kind of depressing simultaneously watch the way of the puck yep because it it is air hockey and it's these super passionate people just think of tournament pinball, but equivalent passion for air hockey and air hockey is, I'm sorry, it is dead. Like yeah. there there's, it's not the same level of excitement that pinball has. And I watched it at the same time, back to back. I watched that and I watched special when lit and it both had the same vibe of this is a dead thing. And I basically just bought an air hockey table and a pinball machine. So it was just weird. Um, but you want that like, you want whatever you're passionate about to be that successful because that drives uh, that drives the companies investing money into the product that that drives them to actually elevate the product and make it better and increase the build of material. Yes, the cost goes up, but you're getting a better product. And so if you want an LE, uh, then I would definitely contact your distributor and kind of find out some rumors out there. If you think a game's out there, they can't confirm or deny that a, a game is coming out, but they certainly have interested lists. Yep. So contact your distributor. But yes, so if you wanted one, you can still find, we all know that if you want to pay the right amount of money, you can get about whatever you want. Yep. So you can still get it, but if you want it for a reasonable price, uh, contact your distributor, contact Zach and Nicole, and uh, say that you want to, you're interested in this theme if it ever comes out. Well, and, you know, we did an episode, I want to say a couple months back, and it was kind of called, we called it the secret sauce. And we talked about how theme was the secret sauce to a pinball machine. Mm -hmm. And I've decided to backtrack on that. Theme is very, very important. But I it's feel not like the it's, only thing. It's, it's, not the, theme, it's not the only thing. It's theme it, integration. Yes. And, and looking at, 
I think it was a brilliant move by Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson in the early negotiations with making a rush pinball machine. They said, we want to bring in Ed Robertson because he knows pinball. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't checked it out yet, go on Stern Insider and listen to the Ed Robertson interview. Uh, they talked about, <clears throat> they, he got a call from Jody. Uh, Jody, Jody Dankberg. And Jody was like, they won't make this unless if you're helping direct. And listening to some of his direction going off about uh, song selection, being a pinball machine, and just some of the, how they were able to integrate it, it makes Rush that much more desirable. And I think that is for anything now. I'm looking at, we, we just saw the reveal, not even the reveal, the, the stream. Oopsie, the stream. Yeah. Well, sorry, I'm talking about Queen. We saw oh, Queen. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and we don't even know how it's going to play. We haven't seen code. Yeah, but it's not, it, it didn't, it didn't feel good. Like when you, when you looked at it, it looks like someone who knows very little about pinball, put it together. Yes. It feels like it fell short. It fall, you know, we're getting to a point in pinball where these are very complex machines. They're not even what they were five years ago. Mm-hmm. The code is insane on these and they're almost becoming a love letter to whatever theme it is. And do you want your love letter to be a rush pinball machine the way that they have went in and made this just oozing with everything rush? You know, we joked about the time machine being a washing machine and you're like, dude, they had a washing machine on the stage behind Getty as a joke. And so it, it's theme appropriate for it to look like a washing machine. And so it, it's funny because it's little details like that. I'd rather have that then I, I hate I hate picking on Led Zeppelin because they're such a good band and I enjoy their stuff. But I feel like Led Zeppelin was was a uh, very cookie cutter, and yeah. so I would I, rather want the code that is still it. good. The, co- the code the code, the code is still very good, yes. and yes. the light show is very good. And I think yes. the the theme integration is actually quite good in it, but there wasn't enough to take it to the next level. It's missing that heart. It. it it yeah it wow and 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 we love steve steve i mean steve's come on the but it did feel i'm not blaming it on the designer you're kind of you're kind of backed into a you're backed into a corner sometimes by licensing constraints and we've talked about this before when when something comes out and you're like why did they choose it they probably didn't choose that yeah like that was probably what the licensor told them to do and so Mm I, they were definitely more, uh, more guided with, uh, style limitations on Led Zeppelin than other machines. Yeah. So, and, and I would argue the same thing with star Wars, right? I mean, yeah. we all know Steve can make a great game and star Wars, I think has the same, the same criticism that it doesn't feel like it, it feels like it hits all of the um it hit, hits the marks but it has the personality of a star wars lunchbox well i think it's also that it suffers from it's a stop and stow game stop and go game stop and go yeah stuck in a flow body yeah so it it, it seems a little bit like a, a disconnect um yeah. but you know what to be fair every designer will have the game that doesn't connect as well as they want them to 
Yeah, but I guess this is this is the case in point. Mm-hmm. Look at Godzilla. Right. Was Godzilla a desirable theme? How many people did you talk to before okay, Godzilla? No, 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 I'll take you back even more. Okay, you take me back as far as you want. No, yeah, no, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. I mean, okay, my fa- the the funniest line before all of these pins came out, the funniest line I ever heard was from Jeff Rivera from the Pinball Podcast. I was hanging out with him, and or or no, I think he said it on his podcast. Is he said Iron Maiden sounds like Rush got drunk and decided to play metal. <laughs> <laughs> and he hates both Iron Maiden and Rush. And he wanted Led Zeppelin with all of his heart. And so you cannot tell me that Iron Maiden, the secret sauce was the theme. It was not. It was not. But it's uh, I think that the theme can help elevate it to the next level, though. Iron Maiden stood on its own because of Keith Elwin and his excellent design. But for the most part, you can look at Lord of the Rings and a very similar game of Sopranos. But Sopranos is nowhere near as as popular as Lord of the Rings because it doesn't have this the merging of the two. No, I agree. And so I think that's what we're coming down to now is is pinball companies need to realize these games are love letters to the things that they are building them for. And you, you either want that gushing with fan appreciation and little juicy nuggets here and there, instead of just artwork on a play field that you can, you can revolve through some songs and stuff like that. So I, I will, uh, I'll share a little bit that my friend who's, um, he's actually one of the, he's the general manager of a, of a Ford store here. Yeah. And I, I talked to him a little bit about uh, selling cars. And he said, one thing I try to tell my agents is if you feel like you're fooling the customer into buying something that you either don't believe in, or if you feel like you're spinning it and so they're, get, you know, they're getting a, a, a bad-ish deal, like yeah. they can tell. Like you don't think they can tell, but they can tell. They, mm-hmm. there's something about it that doesn't feel right yep. and it doesn't hit on every level. And I would argue when you get a machine that is like that, you, there's something about it. You're not exactly sure what it is, but it just doesn't fire on all cylinders. What well, almost feels like it's went from professional to amateur. I mean, perfect well, example, I, look at Thunderbirds. Yeah, Thunderbirds. I, I would say soulless though. It, it it doesn't have that soul thing that makes yeah. you connect with it on an emotional level. Yeah. So let's talk about, so Rush comes out, uh, people start seeing this for the first time and I'm kind of baffled at this point of the comparisons. Borg has been around for 20 plus years, correct? He, he's been around since the long 90s. time. Yeah. So he's actually, it's been 30 years. He's yeah. Been it, it, no, no Borg's Borg's basically, been in pinball forever yes he he's he's one of the elder statesmen now of stern it's funny because you look at borg and he's been around for 30 years and the next seniority is what keith elwin and he's has four yeah. games you yeah, know what so, I'm saying? so even going back to uh you know going back to the data east games here yeah. so i mean, borg has uh in in pinball database he has credits back to 1992 Yep. So like, it's, I, I, it's 30 not, years. Congratulations. Yeah, definitely years not, this year. yeah. So, so definitely not the, the lead, but he's, he's been yeah. around. He's been there. Yes. And 
uh, like I was saying this on Triple Train, I don't feel like Borg's ever been known for easy shooting games. It's always been kind of a little on the rougher side. I'm, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at every single game right here, and all of them are butt kickers. Uh, yeah, the, what, what the is only, he love for? When you, when you think Borg, what monsters, do you think of? Monster's the only outlier. Yes. But when you think of Borg, you think of two games. You think of Iron Man, and you think of Metallica. Well, okay, th- three games. Three. I'd say Iron Man, Metallica, and, and Tron. yeah, Tron. And, and those are the ones. Well, okay, Walking Dead. I, I guess you can any of these games that you're you're saying out. They are not like it's not a fun ride. I mean, you have to strap yourself you're earning in. It. Yeah, you're, you're earning, earning the game. every yeah. shot. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so thinking of Borg, when this comes out, you owned an you owned an X Men, and yeah. I played your X Men, so I recognize this right off the bat. Like this is X Men, which yeah. is fine. It's not a big well, deal. Okay, I would say it's similar to X Men. Okay, it definitely it is, like it from the top to down, you can definitely the pop bumpers are in the same spot. The scoop is in a similar spot. You have a shot up the middle, which would be similar to. Uh, the magneto shot uh, you have the upper flipper shot so there's a lot that you will recognize on this so people start liking this to iron maiden i know you have a different point to this but why no not iron maiden this is like if you're gonna say anything is similar to x-men why iron maiden you know what i might not have agreed with this at first but david fix i now understand why People shouldn't have a comment till five years into the the hobby because Iron Maiden is is not wow. close okay. to Rush. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong on this. Okay, you okay. you tell me now, why. Now, I'm again, wrong. I'm not. I am not saying it is the same as Iron Maiden. Okay, I'm yeah. saying the elements. The so a few things which make people say, "Well, I do kind of feel a little bit of Iron Maiden." Um, I would say first and foremost, the, uh, we're just going to call it the washing machine ramp, uh, okay. the elevation of the washing machine ramp, which okay. is very similar to the premium. Okay. Yeah. And so sure. there is that. Now I, I also know that they have the shot through the bumpers that, uh, Borg has, but yeah. I mean, he did that with, with X-Men too. And so that's not unheard of. That was the gambit shot, but um, I can see how people would be like, well, there's a shot through the bumpers on the left side. There's that. And there's kind of a, a quick horseshoe type ramp. It's not in the same location. So I, 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 I certainly am not defending that as much, but I can understand vaguely why they said it. And there is the diverter on the premium that Iron okay. Maiden has that yeah. goes up and down. And there is now it, it goes to a different area, the diverter. Um, like the, the diverter went actually, uh, underneath the playfield in, uh, Iron Maiden, but, uh, the, in the Borg one, there is a diverter that allows it to go back to the, um, the second, or I guess the middle right in lane or the closest, the innermost right in lane. And yeah. so wh- while I am totally not defending that because it obviously has more similarities to X-Men, I totally get why someone would say, well, I can kind of see some Iron Maiden. So there's some elements in there, right? True, but you could say you take that same equation, and you'd be like, well, there's some elements that are similar to, I don't know, Adam's family. There's a shot through the pops with an upper flipper that goes to a ramp that and a side shot. 
Well, you as know we saying? know, it's a fan layout with three flippers. Right? Exactly. So, didn't someone say that? So yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Moving on. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So again, I'm not defending it, but I can at least say why. Okay. So your next question, I immediately looked at that and said that looks a lot like X Men. So what was my response when I saw that? Uh, wasn't it like? I hope it's not a clunk fest like X-Men was. Yeah. Like I was nervous because for some reason, and I know there's some people who love X-Men, but, and I think it's still one of the prettiest games I've ever owned. Yeah. But it's good on you. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. The music was terrible on that. But for some reason, I just had a hard time connecting and enjoying that game because it just felt like I could never personally dial in those shots. Well, and what's made me funny is every time I came over to your house and we we talk X-Men, you're like, I don't understand how anyone could own anything but the Magneto one. Like, how oh, does yeah. how does Wolverine controlling the magnet balls make any sense compared to Magno Magneto controlling them? Like just, yeah, yeah, I I I don't it, it just seemed kind of crazy that yeah, there was ever uh, like that should have been the only Ellie. Yeah. But um and and really I still think it's one of the prettiest games that you will ever see. And honestly, let's be honest. If you, if you've been doing this for three decades Mm -hmm. and we're comparing it to a game he made 10 years ago. Yeah. It's 10 years ago. Yeah. And so what, in my opinion, what does it really, at this point, what does it matter? Code wise, they're not going to be the same at all. Okay. I would say that the, the one super positive part of this is that, I mean, designers aren't stupid. Yeah. They, they know when a game is well received and when, and they are, they are more intimately aware of the flaws of the game than you are, even yep. as the most passionate fan. Yeah. And so if you had the ability to retool a layout that didn't quite make it, don't you think you would make it a lot better? Well, case in point, look at Deadpool yeah. That shot, the, the, is it the shink the bl- it's shot? The, yeah, it's the uh, katana ramp shot. Well, yes. okay, no, it's, uh, okay, what, what are they calling that? But compared um, to, it was originally done on the first Avengers. The Avengers, and that Black Widow shot was terrible. It was hard, and it was oh, not fun. Geez. No, And it now was it's terrible. come to one, that it's, that shot now is very fun on Deadpool, because it's like, it's it's nerve-wracking because it's like oh but it 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 feels so satisfying every time you hit it now that is is, a classic example of taking something that didn't work and making it work yeah and and i i guarantee and they even had like fixes on the um they they had fixes on black widow to fix it uh so yeah it still just didn't uh it still just didn't connect yeah so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to find. Sorry, I, I you, you're fine. You you uh, you distracted me. I'm trying to find the name of that. <laughs> dang, shot. dang you, Josh. Yeah, dang you straight to heck. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and while you're looking that up, I mean, yeah, like I will, I will still defend it. I mean, it, it's a good layout. I still enjoy X Men. I mean, or Reverse Tron, whatever floats your boat. It, it was basically a Reverse Tron, yeah. And yeah. so it would make sense that it would be considered like, "Hey, this will be a great game," and it just didn't. It, it didn't hit it. So, yeah. but I do. I I think the Rush look uh, layout 
does look good this go around. The stream looked great. Uh, I'm glad that Timmy and Ray Day and Jack were the ones streaming it. Um, they did an awesome job. Like I said, you do have to take these streams with a grain of salt because these are top, top tier players, some of the best in the world or the yeah, best in the man, world. Man, did, did that look so smooth, didn't it? Yes, it looked butter smooth. Yeah. And like I said, it, it's probably going to be one of those things you're going to have to play some games on it. You're going to have to get your hands on it. And you can't judge it by the first five games would be my my suggestion. You can go the Jeff Rivera route. Don't judge it fully until you've put your name on the high score. And I'm, I am an avid follower of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Shrek for the first time uh, yeah, I, two days I, ago. I wanted to like Shrek and I just, I could not get into that either. It just felt like it was so samey. So, well, and I, I got my high score on the second game and I, I, mm-hmm. we were talking about this in the group chat on slam tilts. Cause there's a lot of people in there and, and, and I asked him like, is there anything else I could have seen? And there really wasn't like, there they're was like, two more modes. Nope. You got it. Yeah. yeah. They're like, there's a super duper wizard mode that no one ever gets to. So yeah. they're like far, far away. So don't yeah, worry about Ra- that. Raymond said that. And if the world's number one player said that it's impossible to get to, I, you, I, you, you have to take the glass off to get, to get that. So if he says that you can take it to the bank, that is yeah, certified gold right there. We're good. So, yeah. Um, but my point being is, is, is a lot of people want to judge this game already based off of theme and a layout that they think they know. And okay. However, okay. In fairness, what has the judgment been? That it looks just like how I made it. Well, okay. <laughs> the, no, no, I'm saying what, but they have looked at it though. And the orders are going uh, like through the roof. That's like, what makes me chuckle. People are ordering it. So how many like, people it's... have complained on Facebook about this? Like another, another, dad rock band and, and it's like <laughs> okay here's here's one thing and this is uh i will give josh sharp credit for this okay one time in a in a group chat i had mentioned about my frustration with stern uh toppers you know okay. i i buy toppers right i like toppers yep. and so i said why don't they just make a billion of them and sell them for 350 or 450 and you'll still make more money on it by selling with volume than you will by, you know, you'll, you'll get a, a smaller margin, but you sell it with volume. Yeah. And he said, that's great. The only thing you do not have is any data to back it up. Yep. And he said, they, they, they do market analysis. So they know these things. And so there's a reason why they're doing it the way they do it. And so there's a reason why, these pins with these themes are coming out is because they've done the study and they know that they're going to sell. Yep. So I, you may, you may love a K-pop, uh, which I think is a band from South Korea or something. Yeah. Something but like that. yeah, you may love them, but if they put out a K-pop, they've probably done the market analysis to realize they're not going to sell the same amount that they will by making a Led Zeppelin, by making a Rush, by making a Van Halen pin, by, you know, whatever. Well, and let's let's be honest. Like, I hope I don't offend anyone with this comment, but the people that own these, or that are going for Rush, that are going for Led Zeppelin, are usually seasoned professionals. They're people that are later on in their lives. Kids are out of the house. They have a little more in their bank account. They're not going to make... I graduated in 05. I've been out of high school for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I'm in my mid-30s. I've got kids at home. 
let's be honest, I am not the demographic to be going for because how many kids or how many people at my age have extra cash they're willing to throw at a pinball machine mm-hmm. for, uh, let's let's say one of the bands from the 2000s, let's say they they were coming out with a, a, a Fallout Creed? Boy. Him. Creed. No, let's do Fallout Boy because that's okay. more my generation. Okay. It's still a bigger band. Uh, how many Fallout Boys do you think they would honestly sell? And I know there's people are going to be screaming it from the rooftops on Facebook and Pinside saying, oh, that would be a fantastic theme. But honestly, you're not the people that have the money right now don't care about Fallout Boy. I, they I don't. don't. I think I know. Though they have the I'm on fire. That song. Yep. That's yeah, the okay. song. And yep, then they that's also the did the only song I know. And by the way, I have zero interest. And for reference, I graduated 30 years ago this year. See? And so you've got to understand that Stern is first and foremost a business. Yeah. And you think you you think that you understand marketing and all this stuff, but you don't understand that Stern has been in this alive for 20 plus years and they've done this market analysis. I'm not defending their decision to make a rust pinball machine. I am. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're selling. Well, no, I agree. But what I'm saying is, is like, I would love to see a fallout boy pinball machine. I would love to see a some 41 pinball machine, Mm -hmm. but you're, it's not going to happen right now. Not until, at least 20 years from now, we're, we're finally talking about having a 90s band pinball machine. 90s. Guys, that was 30 years ago. Yep. And 30 plus years ago. ago. Yeah. Okay. So so here now, we've we've gone over. Rush deserves to be there. And we are, we're excited for it. So uh, you're tell excited me, for it. Okay. okay I, I am excited I, for it. Okay. But you're at least excited enough for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I'll put it this way. I'm excited that there is so much love to this game. There's so much put into this game that comes from a, a person that knows Rush. Yeah. And by the way, hit me up because I got an LE. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I got an LE and now I just need all the other translates. So I need the pro and the premium. So let me know. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So what is your take on the look? The So let's just talk about the art. What do you think about the art? I like the artwork. Um, the only place that I could I, I could see that they fell short, I felt like they did fall a little short with the faces in the middle of the play field. Okay. And the reason being, I don't know the band from the 70s. I know Getty Lee's classic look of the round purplish tinted glasses, which they kind of did. Uh, his hair's not as long. Like you look at Alex Lifeson, his hair's short now. They went with more of a classic 70s look, which is great. But honestly, Neil Pert in the middle looks more like Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah. However, ironically, he did look very similar to that around 2112. Okay. So this is okay. very, the only thing that's different on this, uh, Alex and Neil are very 2112-esque. Yep. Getty with the soul patch, he didn't have the soul patch until probably the 90s. Yeah. So... But does it change your idea at all when um, this was uh, the artist chimed in on this and said, this is actually we went through with Rush and this is what they wanted. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. If that's what they wanted. So, yeah. And so, so, so that was it. that was their uh, take. And so, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. So uh, Michael Barnard. 
I'm hoping I'm saying that correctly. Uh, but yeah, so he's the one who said, actually, Rush had a lot of input in this. And they said, well, actually do this a little bit. So this is the look that Rush wanted to present. I want to point out something I really like Michael did. Uh, I don't know if it's because he did it or if it was the direction that he was made. Uh, one of the back glasses, I want to say it's the premium. Uh, it has like the owl and then it has like that, the... That, uh, that's, uh, so the owl, owl is front and center in the pro. Okay, is it that one? There's one where it's almost like they mixed and mashed like three different albums. Okay, so the in the premium, you have the owl flying off to the right. You yep. have running up the middle, which is a an homage to Moving Pictures, their their biggest album. And yep. then you have man, I I know that I know that uh, <laughs> um, I know that Ed said this what these are, but it's like a a totem thing. So it's running. So anyway, yes, that's the that's but the it, premium. But it's like taking three different uh, albums and meshing them well together with a different background from a different album as well. Um, when I did my research on Rush Live, uh, one of their things is is they had like really intricate intros. Uh, if you looked at like their most recent concert before Neil passed away, it was like 2018 in Brazil or somewhere like that. And it was seriously like a five-minute montage. Maybe it wasn't that long, a two-minute montage of like all their album artwork alive. Yeah. Like it was moving, it was doing different things, it was goofy, it was and mm -hmm. I felt like that encapsulated like this artwork did a fantastic job at it. And I love the owl. I think the owl just looks amazing yeah. on this artwork. Yeah, um, they, they did a good job. So I uh, I very similar to um to Iron Maiden yes. where the uh, the art direction from Iron Maiden was an artist named Derek Riggs, okay? Yeah. And we all know that Zombie Yeti did it. Okay. However, Zombie Yeti was able to stay true to Derek Riggs in a very similar thing, but take his own take on it. And so yeah. it actually fit very well with the the imagery of Iron Maiden. I would say that this is probably a little more surprising because it's more of a comic booky feel. And even hardcore Rush fans are probably not going to be as familiar with the comic book version of them. Yeah. But I think they did a great job of theme, like theme appropriate things. Yep. I feel like it was very well balanced. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with the art. I know there's people have complained that really a ton on it. I don't know why. I don't know. It's, it's one of those, it's first world problems, right? You're like, right. <laughs> why yeah. why did the artwork look like look like okay. this however in in fairness uh, the attention to this art versus the attention to the art on led zeppelin yes like you this can by far my, miles and leaps and bounds you can tell this was a, an investment a labor of love yep so you may or may not like that style but you can tell it definitely was a labor of love yes okay. and that may that's part of because like i said i love love letters to whatever theme you're talking about. Like I said, I, I can't tell you of any Rush album that I've sat down from beginning to finish and actually finished it. But I can usually pick out a good handful of their songs. Mm -hmm. and I can tell you from knowing the the top scraping of Rush's surface, this is definitely hitting that love letter all on all cylinders. The one thing that will also um, reassure people is with Iron Maiden... The challenge was, is that uh, I, I definitely know the difference between all the songs, but I also understand if someone who is not a fan of Iron Maiden can say, 
the music just drove me crazy. I mean, that was Martin Robbins. He, he sold his Iron Maiden LE because he's like, after a while, the music just drove him crazy because it is that high tempo. It's going a hundred miles an hour and it, every song has a very similar vibe. Yep. Um, you will be surprised by how nuanced and how different Rush sounds. Yep. Because they are, uh, so prog rock, progressive rock, it tends to be more of, and I don't, like an orchestral approach yeah. or something that is not, a, it's not basic. And and really, m- most rock bands are, you know, it's it's the stereotype, right? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And if you watch behind the lighted stage, um, it was Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons because Rush opened for Kiss a lot. And he said at the end of the show, um, you know, there we were backstage. We were back at the hotel and we had, you know, your typical after show party with, you know, girls and all that kind of stuff. And he said and Rush were in their rooms reading books. And so it's just a different vibe. Like yeah. whether or not you agree with it, it's a different vibe. And they, their lyrics reflect that. Uh, I actually sent to my brother, uh, if you want to know how amazing the lyrics are, which by the way, were written by the drummer, right? Yeah. Um, just go to YouTube and hit Rush songs. And there's actually a Rush one with the lyrics there. And you can read the lyrics along with it. And you can say, wow, that there's way more to that band, the lyrics anyway, than I originally thought. So honestly, all in all, I, I think that Rush, I, I like it. I think, I think they did a great job. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know. I guess I'm easy to please though. Any new pinball is good pinball, right? Like, okay. But like, w- what do you think of the play? Field? Like, I love the modifications he did to the, the X-Men theme. Yep. Like I like I, the diverter, uh, path up on top Yeah, that he, he did. I like, uh, I do like the washing machine. That is mm-hmm. a cool, the time machine, whatever you that, want to call that it. That has the ramp that raises up and down. Yep. I the, do like the that. double scoop. Double scoop was interesting. I like the left orbit too. If you hold up the the right upper flipper, if you, if you hit that clean and it comes all the way around, it puts it right into the scoop for you. Mm-hmm. So you can lock a ball. I do like, I feel like that's one hard part with Borg is like with Ninja Turtles is you have every shot you have to earn. Um, I like a couple give me shots. I think that's why everyone likes L1 games is because there are hot, hard shots you feel like you have to earn, but there are some give me shots like the T-Rex shot. There's some shot yeah. uh, or the spinner shot, you know? So you have a ball, ball lock on the left side. You uh-huh. have, so you have two wire forms and you also have two vacuum formed uh, like pathways. Yep. And so I, I'm really curious because we, we do have a, um, I've talked with Borg a little bit online and when things calm down a little bit, he's going to come on. And I want yeah. to ask him specifically about when you're choosing ramp, because there is a method to the madness. There's a reason why he specifically chose a vacuum form ramp for two of them and wire form for the other two. Yeah. And I don't know if it's speed because I mean, aesthetically you'd think, well, maybe you just do the same one, but there's, there's a reason for that. And so I'm curious mm-hmm. to find out what it is. I feel like this project, it came out on all cylinders and yeah. looks great. Okay, um, so I want to play. I, I'm glad you got the LE. Yeah. So now this gives me an excuse to come to your house here in like a month. Yeah. And it's it makes me chuckle though that you're going to get Rush before you even see your Godzilla. Yeah. Or a Mando, by the way. Oh, you're still waiting for Mando. Still waiting for Mando. 
Wow. So you're gonna so, you're guaranteed a rush before yeah. your twenty almost all the 2020, yeah. 2021 Okay. Releases. However, again, people, if you uh if you want to get a game and you really are dying to get it, then uh, definitely DLE is the way to get it first. So yep. Um, okay, so let's talk about code though. Like um the, his last uh his last game um was Tim's? what was that? Who Tim's? Tim's no, no, last no, game sorry. or who? No, sorry. So Borg's Borg. last game. Yes. So it was Turtles. Yes. And uh so Dwight is great. He has a different approach to rule sets, he does. Yep. And uh some people really connect with it, other people uh find them challenging. Um, so this is, I think you're putting it very nicely. Well, okay. But I legitimately all rule sets have different styles, right? It's like an art, right? Every, everybody has their own designer. Everybody has their own coder. Everybody has their own art package, you know? So uh, they could put their dream things down. So Bork has worked with a lot of different designers. Yep. And so this is, uh, this is interesting because this is the first time he's working with Tim Sexton yep. and Raymond Davidson. Raymond Davidson. So, I mean, and Tim's the lead, but obviously having the world's number one player and having Tim, who is a highly competitive pinball player himself, who comes through it from the tournament approach. How does that make you feel about the game? It makes me excited and nervous at the same time. Okay. Tell me the more. Reason, the reason being is, is I'm excited because I feel like we are now starting to gravitate towards this top tier players making code is what is making code amazing right now. It is not hard to argue that Elwin is making fantastic games right now. And it's a lot of it's due to the code direction he goes. Um, Tim did great on Led Zeppelin. I enjoyed the code there and he did great on Black Knight. I thought that was done wonderfully. And so it makes me excited because I feel like there's going to be a lot of depth, but that's the problem. Borg is brutal. So how do you explore depth of code when you've got brutal games like Borg? Yeah. And that's where we bring in when we were watching the stream. It seemed multi-ball heavy. Right. And so I don't know if this is just because it's early code or what's going on here. And it might balance, they might balance it back a little bit. But I think that's the best way to explore this game is being able to do it through multi-ball. It probably will be, yes. And I I loved that it was a fast game. Yeah. And I, I am not the guy who likes to trap and shoot. I'm not that guy. Like I, I will do it for games when I need to, but yeah, I'm Matt, it is, especially on a rock game. You do not want to trap and shoot rock game. Yeah. You, you want to keep that pedal to the metal. And so I, I was really happy and surprised that they were playing and having, I would say decent ball time. So I, I guarantee at least at first I'm going to close the out lanes out and I'm just going to explore this thing. Yep. And then hopefully as I get better, then I'll uh, start uh, ratcheting that back on the game. Um, yeah, it's the multi-ball. It'll be interesting to see how that's utilized. However, you can definitely change that because like in um, in tournament Metallica games, a lot of them have modified it. And so, um, you know, you you don't necessarily just have to do uh, one thing or, you know, it's, they may crank it up a little harder or, you know, things yeah. like that. And so you can still make this mean for elite players. Yep. So I'm not too worried, but I like that scalable. I like that. I will, as an, as an above average, uh, home player, 
I'm not, I'm not a tournament player. I just don't have time. Um, I like that. I will still be able to play this game. And I think that that resonates with other people. Um, and the reason I'm saying this is because rush is a good band. Um, but I, I, with the reception that we're seeing right now, I don't know if it's part of just the resurgence in pinball, but you can't tell me that every single person that's ordered this game so far is a diehard Rush fan or all from Canada. Yeah, exactly. Um, all the yeah the Mount Mounted Police or something. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm actually surprised. I, I'm pleasantly surprised uh-huh. that it's not. It, it doesn't seem to be just hardcore Rush fans. Because I I was concerned, I, and we talked about this before. Would it make a good theme? I'm like, I don't know. And I attribute that, again, listen to uh, Ed Robertson as interview with Nate Shivers. Um, they did a really good job of he, Alex, and Getty all together negotiated the, the song list that it was like, you know, and he, he called him, he's like, give me your bangers. Like you, you hit that and everybody immediately recognizes the song and they are excited to, to hear it and play it. And they chose really great songs for a rock pinball machine. Well, the, and it wasn't only like great songs that recognize it was like upbeat songs as right. well, because we don't want stairway to heaven essentially. Well, and that, yeah, that would be so hard. Um, but they, they chose, you know, Rush has 19 studio albums to go from. So yeah. they were able to, and I, and the amazing thing to me is he said that he, Getty and Alex had 15 of the same songs out of 20 on their list. Yep. And that's how, you know, I, these are, okay, ladies and gentlemen, these are professional musicians. Yes. They know great songs and Ed yep. knows great pinball. So absolutely, he is going to help guide that. Yep. And having Ed be, you know, the lead to make sure that. And Rush said, "We don't know anything about pinball, but you're yeah. the pinball guy, so we want a good machine." And that's when you know you're going to get something special in the secret sauce because they are more interested in having a good pinball machine than just having another product with their label on it. I'm right there with you. I was very skeptical on a rush pinball machine. A rush. I was very skeptical on a rush pinball machine, but they have definitely proved me wrong this week. Yeah, uh, I am very impressed with the product that they've put out. They they uh, appeased any fear that I possibly could have had. Yep. And absolutely, and having Borg do rush, I and mean, he knows rush. Yeah. And so I, I, I actually was messaging him back and forth and there is a great um, uh, interview about Rush in Rolling Stones. Yeah. So uh, go and just Google that and look it up. And there is stuff in there that I didn't know about. And so it's a great read. Go ahead. If you want to know more about Rush, that's a great read on that. So I think we've talked plenty about Rush. We're 51 minutes in, plus we talked Rush on Yeah, for 90 Triple minutes Drain. on Triple Drain. So go um, listen to Triple Drain and give them I do feel up. like we we covered different aspects, though. Of, oh, of, uh, absolutely, yeah. No. So uh, if you haven't listened to the Triple Drain episode, don't think it's just us spouting the same stuff over again. Actually, I would uh, say they're very different. <laughs> like what we talked about different. here is very different, yeah. Yeah. And so um, one other thing I wanted to hit, uh, it is award season. 
And we, I know that we've always joked that we are all for the awards. Like Scott said last year, that's all we do this for, right? Is, is, for. is the money guns the and yeah. the glory and the awards. And uh, honestly, we're joking, but we do appreciate those that felt like we're one of their favorite podcasts that they went and pre-voted for us. And we, we announced it on our podcast, like, yeah, we're in the pre-vote. If you want to do it, go for it. But we didn't post it on Facebook or anything, if I remember correctly. Uh, I may have had my grandmother well, ask we, if she could vote. Okay, but... We're definitely supportive of what uh, Jeff does at This Week in Pinball. Yes. I think he, he has some excellent uh, deep dives. So yes. that's actually where I go when I want to read it. And so... I was I'm, very impressed with impressed with his rush deep dive. He did a oh, great oh, job. Absolutely. And so I mean, we're okay. We are not underplaying it. I think it's a very worthwhile thing. We also don't want to be accused of um, uh, of inappropriately influencing the voting. I guess that's correct. So we, we want to make I, sure. I kind of have the same attitude as like Martin and Jeff over at final round. I think it's one of those things like we really appreciate the support. And everything, but we we do this content because we enjoy doing this, and because you guys like to listen and interact with us. We don't do it because it's we, twippy time, you know, and we, we have need, fun. We need the like, vote. Legitimately, yeah. this is <laughs> this is one of the best parts of the week for me. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I thank you, thank you for support. I was surprised that we made made it's because we got slap saved last year, and yeah. uh, um, and, and and shout out to. I, final round to jeff and martin for not making it i know i know they don't give a crap but uh yeah between that and okay but come on it feels good it it is there's a little validation for what you do it's awesome that pinball profile made it and the reason being is jeff has been doing this for how many years now and oh, he yeah. has shined lights on aspects of this in this hobby and this industry that don't get lights on shown shown on very often at all and so it's very cool to listen to a pinball profile that is timeless and go back and find an interview that just, I didn't know anything about this person. Jeff was talking about them two years ago and yeah. you go and get a deep dive on this person. You know, it just, it, it shines a light on, on, on this wonderful hobby. Yeah. Class industry. I'll just put that away. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you. Thank you, uh, for voting us. Um, we, we're, we're definitely not, we know we won't be the number one, which is fine. It's not a big deal. Well, okay. We may be go vote, go vote, go vote. Uh, no, no, okay. But, um, but legitimately get your, to vote. Get your plumber to vote. Yeah. Oh, wait, get I it, am a plumber. No. Never mind. <laughs> get your, get your anesthesiologist to vote, get your plumber to vote, get your HVAC guy to vote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scott, while you're sitting on your phone during my surgery, I need you to go to, I'll do it between cases. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, but it's it's good so yeah so what are you thinking do you want to go through some of these things can well let's be honest i've already said this to other people okay 2021 was not a fantastic year for pinball 2020 was actually pretty impressive but 2021 Shit. it's coming down to godzilla and mandalorian in my opinion yeah but however i think that i was surprised because there are aspects that I'm like, you know what? I didn't really consider that. Um, and so, so let's just, we're not going to go down every category. Okay. Okay. But what I do want to do is first off, I want to talk about, you know, we, and we talked about this in, in this week in pinball and the, the Twippy. So um, theme. So of all the okay. themes that just came out, which one were you like, 
yes, that theme needs to be done. Out of 2021? Uh, out of last year, yes. Yes. Uh, the theme that I was shocked and I actually was okay. Okay, surprise did. theme that they did. Okay, we can do that. Surprise theme they did and the one that you're like, yes, absolutely. Like that is a perfect theme. Well, it was a surprise and when I heard it, I said, yes, that's the one they needed to do was Mandalorian. Okay. I was I was actually surprised. Um but, but then again, right. I'm not a I'm not a huge horror movie fan, so Halloween doesn't do it for me. And I don't know much Japanese film. I knew who Ultraman was, but I I can't I tell have you. No idea. Yeah. Uh so, Led Zeppelin's a good band, but I just that pin does nothing for me. Okay. No, uh, okay, just theme alone though. If you that's just, what I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So theme wise, theme wise, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin doesn't hit it for me. Okay. I would say my my one and two would be Mandalorian and Led Zeppelin coming up because Led Zeppelin, great. I everybody's listened to Led Zeppelin, yeah. but Mandalorian it was one of those themes that it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy where you're like that's actually a a current thing that so many people right now are talking about. Yeah, and that's challenging because Stern has been well, Pinball has been burned by thinking a theme's going to be great and then just, you know, the Johnny mnemonic thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they think it's going to be great, so they make a pinball machine and then they look at it and they're like, so... As Gomez is leaving the theater, yeah. he's like, can we, can we get, get out, out of this? this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I think that uh, for theme alone, Mandalorian, hands down. Yes, that that is the right thing. Okay. So... Um, and this is this is hard because because of lockdown, I haven't gotten out to play everything, but I've been able to watch streams on it and things like that. So like animations and dis- and display. So I, what do you think? I still think Godzilla takes this one, even though Mandalorian, the clips are good, but it's a lot of like two, three seconds, seconds of it. And then it's like a freeze frame with a color change. Okay. I, I feel like I enjoy the Godzilla ones more because they're cheesy and they just they fit the theme and watching when you're hitting that that inner loop and it's coming back and you're getting that dude's head to spin. Yeah, that's fantastic. It, those animations, I feel like are top notch um, over everything else that's come out. OK, I I may be an outlier on this one. I I think Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh. No, I can see that. No, because that makes sense. It's um I it's a different degree and I understand why people may think may have issues with P3. Um I understand it is a different version of pinball. It is not your standard version of pinball. But being able to integrate a ball with the animations on the play field and on the screen it it it's challenging. And I remember playing that with you at expo and I thought, wow, they like, this is really clever and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, I, I don't, it's not going to be for everyone, but I, I felt the animations and display. I gave it to P3. Yeah. 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 I can see it. I will not argue with you on that one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, light show. I'm still Godzilla. I think there's a lot of cool. Really? Lights. Okay. I put yeah. Led Zeppelin. I, I put, the, and I can see that. I put the interact, the, like the interact. And obviously this is a, this is the next step with what JJP did 
with uh, Guns N' Roses, right? I know it was kind of simultaneously developed. I'm sure that the the word got out and they they figured out ways of doing the chicken or the egg, right? But um, I man, if you don't have those light bars on Led Zeppelin, it is a completely different game. Yeah, true. So that that's why I I chose that one. So and like I said, I'm not going to argue that that one as well. But I just I feel like uh, it's just something about Godzilla. It's the spinning of the Mecha Godzilla, the light show there. It's just I feel like there's a lot of integration that that makes that game okay. come to life. No, okay, I and I love Godzilla too, right? Yeah. I, I struggle with toys and gimmicks because hands I'm not down really... it's Godzilla. No, you like really, what else do you have? You have a spinner that comes out the play field. What Mandalorian? You've got a, yeah. you've got the rot- you've got the rotating play field. Godzilla, you've got an up and down skyscraper. that okay. changes. Yeah. I, the, I'm just saying like ball. toys and gimmicks. I'm not even sure what, like, what does that mean? Like when people say best toy in a game, I'm always like, what are you like? What are you talking about? Like, what is a toy? Like, is it something that's unique to it? Like, guide me, Josh. Help me. Dave, fix me. Tell me what I'm missing here. So when I look at, I've got, I've got four games in front of me. I've got Avengers. Uh, If I were to look at a toy on there, it's almost, it would be the Avengers Tower. Something that is aesthetically very close to like the theme. Visually identifiable. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to summarize it like this. A toy or a gimmick. Is something plucked directly from the theme and somehow then inserted into the game and made to interact with the game. Like Ninja Turtles Turtle Van. Like that was th- plucked theme direct- specific. Theme specific. Yes. yes okay. The Turtle Van was plucked directly from the TV series and it was put in the game and the balls divert through it. You look at the T-Rex on Jurassic Park, it is plucked directly from the movie. It's something that is visually identifiable to that. And then World Cup Soccer. You've got a goalie that moves back and forth and you got a big soccer ball that spins. So toys and gimmicks to me are something that you would, for that theme, is plucked directly out of the real world or out of that, out of that movie, the book, whatever it may be, and, and it is placed directly on the play field. And when you look at the play field, you go, hey, that's Baby Yoda. Or you go, hey, uh, um, I don't know why I keep thinking Led Zeppelin. Like with Mando, you, you've, got, uh, you've got the Razor Crest. You know, it just okay. some, some, that's when okay. I think toys and gimmicks, that's what I All think right. of is that. Okay. So, uh, now we talked about theme. Let's talk about theme integration. Godzilla. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. Tell me Godzilla versus Mandalorian then. Cause I, th- that would be my one and two. So with Godzilla, I feel like the theme integration is a lot better because you have a destroyable skyscraper you have okay. the Mecha Godzilla that grabs the ball. You have a destroy a destroying bridge. You have that magnet. Yeah, grab. that Newton ball thing, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, you've got. I mean, heck, look at when you drain and you get the shoot again. It's Godzilla kicking his little boy back into the. Play I, I, you know, and it's so funny because it is it is comical. I mean, it's these 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 dudes in rubber suits, and absolutely, you're right. Oh, yeah. And the tag team clips are fantastic. They're just everything drips and oozes. And don't get me wrong, Mandalorian's theme is integrated fairly well with the episodes, with the clips and stuff like that. Um, honestly, I don't feel like the upper play field. I, I feel like it takes away from the game more than what it adds to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that Godzilla is better at theme integration than Mandalorian. 
Okay. All right. Best music and sound effects. Do you go with the give me here? Like well, I, I, uh, I feel the same with Carrie. Yeah. Like music, uh, sound effects. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to play the music takes priority card here. So the Led Zeppelin and does. I'll put Led Zeppelin. See, that's the problem. And, I yeah. feel the same as Carrie Hardy. Like, this music was never made for pinball. It was made for mass no, consumption. But, okay, but but Guns N' Roses won last year, and it's basically the Guns N' Roses entire catalog. I agree, but the, it, it, I can see it going both ways. I can see it being like, yes, it is integrated in the game. It is music. It wasn't necessarily made for the pinball machine. But then I feel bad for people like Jerry Thompson that spends all this time integrating and and putting original music into a pinball machine and making it work and okay it's... well okay we both met Jerry and Jerry is awesome and yeah okay I don't think Jerry would have any problem care. with yeah. me saying that Led Zeppelin music is iconic yeah and so I'm gonna take the icon over his stuff even though love you Jerry good stuff yeah so I would not be shocked if it's Led Zeppelin okay um I still th- I I do like and and. Yeah, it just I'm gonna leave it at that because it's gonna sound very contradictory if I if I go into uh what I was gonna say. So okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay. All right, best call outs. Um I thought the uh, uh Led good. Led Zeppelin. No, I, I think Godzilla's ball multi ball. <laughs> yeah, it's the best British man I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's like a Simpsons character. Um okay. Yeah. I, I call I said Mandalorian. Really? Yeah, I I think that uh, Apollo Creed doing the uh, uh, doing the callouts. I mean, he's he's a great actor, and yeah. he was perfect for that role. So I I'm actually going to call that. I think you're going to say Godzilla. I I, I think Godzilla, and yeah. it's because of the 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 reporter. Good golly, Miss Molly. Yeah. Like, oh no Godzilla. no it it's it's appropriate level campy because yeah. it's self aware. I totally get it. Um, but I, I'm just going to say, I'll take, uh, Carl Weathers. I, so, and I don't blame you there. I yeah. don't blame you there. So sorry. Maybe I, I guess I like Godzilla. I can't wait for mine to show up. I know. Right. You, you're, uh, <laughs> I, I, I need new pinball. Gosh, dang it. Yeah, it's been you, too long. Seriously. You, you, you and Keith Elwin and Godzilla, it's the Archer meme. And if you don't know what it is, just Google it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, best rules. I think we're both in agreement on this one. Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. Or Led Zeppelin. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I actually like the rules of Led Zeppelin. No, I'm not saying I don't. I'm just yeah. saying that Godzilla definitely I, is the far superior. It, the problem is Godzilla because the entire theme works better uh, in um, than I it it gets the nod. But I actually put Led yeah. Zeppelin a second because oh. I thought it did such a good job, and I put Mandalorian as third because I really Stern does have the best rule sets out. Yeah, they, they they do. I mean, especially in this year's running, yeah. like it's it's uh, definitely dominated by Sturm. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, best play field and layout. Hey, come on. I've been saying it. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Y- you can say it, too. It's Godzilla. Go, go, go. Godzilla. Um, yeah. yeah. I would give an honorable mention to to Jack and Jurassic Park. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with the I, pin. I think that he uh okay he surprised me given that he I given that I had not I had no expectations whatsoever that that game is fun yeah and it's very fun and given the limited budget he did that on 
I actually thought that was, um, you know, I just didn't even know what to expect. So I didn't have any other uh, expectations. So, okay. So best artwork. Mm, okay. How are you going to like me some zombie Yeti? You know how, okay. This is where I'm going to, I'm going to vote for zombie Yeti also. Okay. However, close, like it's, it's a coin flip because I think the, um, that, uh, Martinez did such a great job of Mandalorian too. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. So that actually, oh man, I wish I could, I wish I could possibly say a tie on that one because I, I, I love the artists that they've got for Stern and like all of them are doing so good right now. They uh, really I, are firing also on all cylinders. I'm going to put Halloween as an honorable mention yeah. because I think, okay. Um, full disclosure in the pinball industry awards, they actually had it separated for best playfield artwork and best cabinet artwork. So best cabinet and back glass artwork. I voted for Halloween. Really? Yeah, I did because I, the reason why I say that is based on that picture alone, spooky sold out. Yeah, it's probably true. So that was, so I'm looking at the, the most valuable player on the machine. And that's exactly what it came down to. Yeah. Okay. So a uh, game of the year is, I think we can, we can say is Godzilla. Yeah. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I wish Halloween were better. I, I really yeah. do. It just, it, I feel crestfallen when I think about it. So I guess the other question too, is do we see a change? It, it seems like it's been the kind of the same thing for the last few years. Uh, in the entertainment section of Twippies, are we going to still see straight down the middle take YouTube like they have since the beginning? Dead flip take since the beginning on streaming. Can I take pinball podcasting? Uh, or are we going to see any shake up there? Um, straight down the middle's done less videos this year compared to the what they have in previous years. Dead flip has been doing a lot less, but then we did find out he became a. Uh, an official employee of yeah, Stern. So I think things are going. I I would probably say I mean streamer. I there are more things now. I think the challenge is for people to to beat it, you're probably going to have to develop a carve out a following that differentiates. And I don't know yeah. how you do that. Yeah. Um I we we know that Fox cities does a great job. Um, yep. We know that I'm mean, Buffalo pinball basically uh, does a great job too. It's multiple people streaming, uh, flipping out pin. I mean, all these guys, they are, they are great at that. Yep. Yep. Um, the, I, I would argue the, the most, uh, with streamer though, I'm guessing it's going to be Carl D'Angelo. And the reason why I say that is because he had the most iconic moment last year when he got to the end of Halloween and it crashed on him. <laughs> and he's yeah, just kind of like, he lay, lay, and, and Carl's an elite player too. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. The, the problem is they all seem very close, right? Yeah. I mean, the products seem very, they're great. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what else to think. Yeah. So now, what do you think? 
I think we see, still see sees. I think we still see more of the same. Yeah. Um, I think these people have made quite the following and quite the uh, uh, the fan base, and uh, it's a very strong fan base, and they'll they'll follow they'll follow through. Yeah, like they have in the previous years. Yeah. So, so I the in the and challenge, a lot of us. I was gonna say a lot of people that are just happy to be on the nominee list. I, oh sure, like, it doesn't bother me one bit. It yeah. doesn't validate what we do. You know, I, I've going to Expo, I just it was weird to see how far that you and I have come. We, meeting people, carving out mm-hmm. uh, our little niche in our in our podcast, and earning the respect of those in the industry. And you yeah. know, by and far, I would I, it, I just love that we have done that for ourselves. It's really it, cool to walk up to George, George Gomez. Yeah. I was like, you probably don't know who I am. But, and he's like, I know who you are, Josh. Like, you're from Loser Kid. And it's like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, when he, when he says he wants to come on your show because he respects what you do and he'd be more than happy to come shoot the breeze with us, mm-hmm. that made me feel like we'd made it. You know, we yeah. have an interview that we're, we're working out that will hopefully happen by the end of the month. And, and if the person does decide to join us on the show, I mean that don't make me feel like we've made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it it I and uh I love that we when we went to Expo, like every person that we talked to, um we have we received positive feedback from them. And most yeah. of the people we talked to I'm like we want to get you on the show and we still do. It it is challenging to find like the right time to put that person in. Yeah. Uh, for the, especially when we only do really 24 to 25 episodes a year. Right. And so it just kind of depends, but really it's, it's kind of surprising to me because this, for me, podcasting, this is what we do. Like podcasting, it's, it's like, I mean, you and I talk three times a week and we probably message each other about every day. Yeah. Um, and it just feels like I'm calling a friend and talking about a, a fun thing we do that is a nice distraction from the, the challenges of daily life. I agree. So it's, it, it feels uh, surprising to me that, that anybody else enjoys listening to it <laughs> just because it, it just seems like, you, you know, calling up a friend and talking, I guess. Yeah. So I, I'm well, glad I, and I appreciate every single person who has been in that silent chair position and has in, just enjoyed what we've talked about. It really does. Well, I, I want to give happy. a quick shout to your point, to your point. Here you go. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on the Facebook page, I got a smartwatch for Christmas. My wife wanted me. I've always had a Fitbit cause I just, I, I just want to see what the time is and maybe a quick text. So that way I don't have to pull out my phone. And uh, I got a smartwatch, and then I figured out how to make your own face on on the smartwatch. So I made a loser kid one, mm-hmm. very basic, just something that would have been fun, uh, free for anyone to download. And I received a message from uh, Pinsider six point five degrees, um, really nice dude. He he sent us. Uh, I've downloaded Facer. I've searched loser kid. I'm not coming up with anything. Regardless, you're a loyal listener. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's super nice and and seriously i i i'm i'm just happy that for okay i i'll get a little into the weeds here i've always felt like the millhouse okay yeah. Yeah. i've always felt like i was never the guy 
the people hung out with, I just happened to be around someone who was more charismatic than me. Yeah. Okay. No, I get you. And so this is kind of a, a shout out to anybody who else has felt like that in their life. And if, if they want to come and hang out and we can be the millhouses and just know that I, I don't care if anybody else thinks you're cool. I think you're cool. I agree. And, and it's just, it's fun to make a, a seat at the table for anybody who's willing to come and you're valued and you're, and you're important to me and you're important to Josh. Yeah. And so that's been, that's been the biggest thing that I've appreciated throughout this whole process is that on some level we have made a connection with someone. And even if it's just one episode, we have appreciated the ride. Yep. Obviously we were appreciated enough that we got at least a hundred votes or a hundred plus votes to, to be a Twippy nominee. Right. And so and, I, and it still shocks me every morning when I wake up and my phone alerts me because since I made that, that watch face, it will tell me when someone's actually oh, synced that's it funny to their, okay, their I, watch. I still, I still haven't done it. I, I need, I have the Apple watch. Is that's it, funny. Is it? So you haven't done it. So there's people that isn't us that is syncing okay, this to the, I am, it's free, but it's yeah, still, it's like, I am not, I am not the most, uh, technically savvy guy out there yeah so uh, anywho okay so uh, but, but my so, point being is in, yeah. in high school i would have never thought that like like i was no. in a touring band i opened for bands i always felt like the opener i never felt like the the headliner yeah and so it, it, it's cool that we've like i said we've carved out our little corner uh in this hobby and, and it's cool where we've come over these last three years and i appreciate appreciate a lot of the the, the friendships i will not a lot i appreciate all the friendships that we've made along the way and, and it, it's still mind-boggling me to me that people that I never would have thought of that I would ever talk to message me on a weekly basis. Yes, and I, I can't tell you how many people, friends, I genuine friends that we have met through this process. I appreciate so. those. That, there was a lot that reached out this last Wednesday. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post. Um, my dog that we've had for 12 years, she has been battling cancer. And she's, she was old enough to the point that they just couldn't do surgery on her anymore. And it was let her enjoy her last few months uh, because the cancer is going to take her. And uh, and Tuesday morning, we woke up to the the scary realization that it was, it was time. And uh, she wasn't eating. She wasn't drinking. She was vomiting blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to make that that decision of, of do we let her keep living this life or, you know, and so finally my wife and I gave our kids one more night with our dog and uh, we said goodbye to her on Wednesday and it was probably one of the hardest things I've done. I like, I haven't lost a kid or anything like that. And I can't ever imagine that, but losing a pet when it's been a part of your family for 12 years is rough. And especially in that way, when you lose them to something like cancer, it just, it's even that much harder. And uh, I appreciate everyone that reached out holy crap, like I didn't realize how many people actually cared mm-hmm. and sharing their stories. Uh, I appreciate when people share their stories because they know where, I know where they're coming from and like don't ever feel like you're turning it into yourself or whatever. Like if you want to share your story, go ahead. Um, yeah. But no, I a lot of it was people from this community and I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, and I, um, I, and I, I message you too, but uh, when you, Hearing you tell it, it reminds me of my dog, who uh, I I lovingly refer to him as my stepdog because I I 
when I married my wife, uh, he was eight years old, but yeah. we had him for another, well, I guess he was probably 10 years old. So we had him for another seven years and he was, you know, he was an old dog, but we noticed that he was getting down. Um, and, uh, I, I went to work and my wife had said, you know, we're going to take him in just to see. And so I was, I was working and, you know, she calls me and says, you know, we're, we're putting him down and, you know, my kids were crying and I was crying. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. So yeah. my, my heart goes out to you and mine, it's been, it's been, you know, four or five years now, but it still brings back memories that part of you is gone. So. Well, and just even realize it was, she's laying there on the table and, and, you know, just realizing this is the last time I was going to fill her fur mm-hmm. and just pet her. A lot of times at night, as soon as I got home, she would sit by my side and, and make sure that I pet her head. Yeah. And, and me realizing that wasn't ever going to happen ever again. So yeah. time is short. Take is. advantage of it while you're on this earth. Yeah. Um, tell those that you haven't talked to in a while that you love them and make sure they're doing okay. Yeah. So I think that's a good point to stop. Let's, uh, let's yeah. wrap it up before we become crying messes on this show and, yeah. and whatnot. But, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I, I haven't had a chance to send the reward back for, uh, even you know, the, when we had Zach on, I, I've been so busy, but I haven't forgot about you. And uh, we will definitely get your swag bag out from Loser Kid Out. So thank definitely. you guys so much. And certainly, um, we we always appreciate it if you share uh, share us and share our thoughts. We certainly want to connect with everybody we can. And as always, everybody is welcome to the table. Yep. Always. Judge a person upon their character and on anything else. So... All right, if you want to get a hold of us, we are Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. It is better to get a hold of us at Loser Kid Pinball on Facebook uh, or our individual accounts at Scott Larson or at Josh Roop. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, if you want our direct links, go to soundcloud.com slash Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us. You got anything else for us, Scott? No, just uh, looking forward to another two weeks and really happy that Rush is going to be awesome. And you're probably going to get a lot of guests that are Rush-centric over the next little bit. And that's just because I'm a total fanboy. Nothing wrong with it. So, all right. Talk to you later, Scott. Okay, see ya.